I'm honored to be part of Alabama Full Gospel. And all that God has done over the years, 30, 30 some years, we have been a church, we have been a family. Some of you have been here since the very beginning. And I remember being a, a young, young man sitting in a beanbag chair in my house where our church started many, many, many years ago and listening to my father preach and some of you were there from the very beginning and look what God has done we sing that song look what the Lord has done and that is just so look just look what God has done he is so faithful he's always faithful have there been ripples in the pond yeah yeah the waters are not always calm you know when I'm fishing I like I like it when the waters are still because you can see the movement of the fish when they grab that lure so well and I just I really like that but the waters are not always calm are they the waters sometimes get really rough and the winds they blow pretty hard sometimes the winds blow so hard that it knocks things over and it's destructive and yet we stand and the storms and the clouds may gather and they may block the sun and things would get dark and you can tell and that gives you an eerie feeling doesn't it when you see the clouds rolling in and it gets dark and there's a weird color to the sky and you see the underside of the leaves you know what I'm talking about you see the underside of the leaves that the winds begin to blow you know something is about to happen and the storm comes and yet we stand by the grace of God we stand the blood of the lamb we stand and here we are 30 some years later still experiencing the presence of God the surroundings have changed we've gone from meeting in one small room in a trailer <laughs> can you believe that some of you new folks don't even know that we started in a trailer 30 some years ago, and we moved to a different place because so many people began to come and we stayed there for a while and then we moved to another place because more people were coming and we stayed there for a while and I remember if, I, if I'm not mistaken that we met outside at Everett and Shirley's place for a couple years straight um, in the summertime without it raining and disrupting our services and the Holy Spirit was moving ever so strongly and then it began to we outgrew that place and we moved to another place that was 
a bit bigger. And we met there for a while. And I remember having our dinners there even, in someone's house. God was faithful. And then you may see the farmhouse next to us over here. We moved into that place years and years and years ago, it seems now. And I remember having Sunday school as a teenager in one of the southwest south, uh, rooms. And I think Elaine, where's Elaine? Elaine was teaching back then. I don't mean to age you, or myself for that matter. <laughs> and others of you may, may have been teaching as well. And I remember... I remember being there and setting up chairs in the living rooms and the side rooms and even in, up to the hallway there. And then this property, I believe it was donated to the church. And we began to build the first section, which is now our fellowship hall. And I remember wondering, is the Spirit of God going to be as strong over there with different surroundings as it has been from the very beginning. And the Spirit, the first week we were in there, the Spirit of God just came like a flood. Why? Because it was a new building? No. (laughs) It was just because we were in the presence of God, worshiping Him together, seeking His face. Walking in brotherly love and in unity. And in unity. And then we began to fill up that place. And the two front rooms that are now the Spanish uh, Sunday school room and the other one is storage at the moment. One was my father's office and the other was a Sunday school room. And the other Sunday school rooms met in a circle right in the middle where all the tables and chairs are set up now. And we would just meet out in the open. And it was loud. And it was almost chaotic at times. But it was awesome. It was awesome. Young children were growing up. Some of you then were just little, tiny And then we added on the next section, the next wing, if you will. Bunch of classrooms. Bunch of classrooms. Nursery. And God was still faithful. God was still moving in the midst of his people. And he was building on that firm foundation. Not the foundation of a building. Because the building can be gone in an instant. And yet, the church would still stand. Do you understand what I'm saying? The building can be gone tomorrow, and the church will remain. Because of the firm foundation that the church is founded upon. The name of Jesus Christ. The very Son of God. Who was crucified on a cross to save us. And then we began to look to the future 
Before we were even filling up that building, if I'm not mistaken, some of you guys can probably tell better than I can, but roughly 12 years that we were working on this very building that we now set in. And we built a, the basement first, and I believe we put the floor in, and then we covered it up, and it just stayed that way. It stayed that way for quite a, a while. Plastic over it, all blocks, and that's all you could see. And then we built the shell. I say we. I probably didn't do a heck of a lot. I helped as much as I could, but the guys in the church and everybody was involved in what they could do. We had a work day here yesterday. Several people showed up. Phil, it was great to have you there. Where are you, Phil? Where'd you go? There you are. (laughs) Phil showed up and helped us out. It was great to have him. And each person just did what we could do. And we had a great time together. And we sweat like pigs. Oh, we just sweat like crazy. Working hard. Some of us even got hurt a little bit. And we were sore. But we got our backs into our faith. You understand what I'm saying? That is important. To get your back into your faith. Faith is not just Sunday mornings. Faith is every single day, every second of every day. And pretty soon, the shell of this place, which was mammoth, just mammoth, was enclosed and sighted and protected, and then it set. And I remember the youth groups were using it to some extent as a gymnasium. Did the job, it was great. All kinds of things going on here, all kinds of youth. It was awesome. And then little by little, we began to see some partitions here and there, and the place began to take shape. You could see the hand of God moving. Though it was distant, and we weren't sure how it was going to all come together, you just keep moving forward. How many of you know that when things are tough, you just keep moving forward? You keep moving. Even though you can't see where it is that you're going. You're following the leading of the Holy Spirit. There will be times in your life, and there probably has been already, when you know that if God doesn't take you by the hand and lead you through, there is no hope for you. And so God says, come, follow me. Learn from me. Will you take that hand and follow? And then pretty soon I remember seeing insulation between the studs in these mammoth walls that it looks so much smaller now, but it just it looks so huge back then because there was no separation. Once you get that insulation in there, then it kind of closes things off a little bit. You can see where the rooms are going to be in the offices and the in the foyer. 
things begin to take shape. Little by little. Little by little. And then the drywall went up. Massive, massive job. Massive job. And all likes of people came and they did their part. They did their part. And pretty soon, there was paint (laughs) and beautiful lighting and fans and windows. And then on a Sunday morning, on an Easter, a number of years ago, we met in here for the first time. And it was finally finished. (laughs) Finally finished. Hallelujah. By the grace of God and by the faithfulness of God. And you would you would ask yourself, how how could you pay for something like this? How do you do that? The faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God. One giver gives. And God blesses it. Another giver gives. And God blesses it. And pretty soon, little by little, I remember when the shell of this place was being built, we had a a makeshift, just a small model of a church in the back of our sanctuary over there. And people were purchasing trusses. It was a major, major expense. At the time, that was the major, the next major expense. And people would commit to purchasing a truss and they would keep contributing towards that until they purchase that trust, you know? And so little by little, each person contributed to what God was doing. And now here we are. And we're looking, which is just hard to, hard to imagine. We're looking even beyond where we are right now. What more could a church need? What, we've, we've got buildings galore, and yet there is still need. God is moving, friends. God is moving. And he's leading us into the future to a place that we don't know what's going to be there when we get there. We don't, we don't know what it's going to look like. We feel the leading of God moving. And so, what do you do when you feel God moving? You follow. You follow. And God is blessing. And when the time is right, He will complete what He is doing. And so we continue to look to the shepherd. Why are we looking to the shepherd? Because the shepherd is leading us. He knows where he's going. He knows where he's taking his sheep. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice. And they what? They follow me. Do you know the voice of God? Do you know the voice of your Savior? Do you know, do you recognize when he talks to you above all of the other voices? 
Because there's a lot of voices that shout to us in our lives saying, listen to me. I'm the one you need to listen to. Big massive billboards, listen to me. Commercials, listen to me, you need this. Radio stations and the like. Newspapers, magazines. So many voices shouting. But do you recognize the voice above all the other voices? Because if you can't recognize the voice of your Savior, you're going to get led astray by somebody who's going to take you someplace that you don't want to go. They're going to use you and get what they can from you. Always, always, always follow the voice of the Savior. You young people, Follow the voice of the Savior. Get to know that voice. It's important. And if you follow the voice of your Savior and walk in obedience to Him, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. Nothing. The mountains may look massive. And they are. They're massive. But the Bible says, if we can have the faith as small as a tiny mustard seed, and we've talked about this, haven't we? Some of you have one with you right now, very mustard seed that we passed out. Do you remember that? And you see the mustard seeds and the sweet pickles, sweet pickle jars. If you got faith that big, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. The Bible says you can say to that mountain, be removed and thrown into the sea. In a sense, get out of my way. Get out of my way. I'm moving forward. I'm not being stuck here in this valley any longer. And I'm taking some people with me. You got that? I'm moving forward. I'm not staying here. God's got plans for me. And I'm taking some people with me. Are you taking people with you today? I see a lot of empty seats here. Are you taking people with you? Are we taking people with us? Are we pointing people to the Savior? As we follow His voice. Many things to think about. God is, am I okay here? You sound different. God is leading us. We need to follow. We need to listen to His voice. As we've been venturing through Revelation, it's not an easy walk, is it? We are talking about things, frankly, that none of us really knows much about, including myself. But we're wading through this, gleaning what we can glean. So that when these things begin to take place, in our minds, we remember reading these very words. Hearing these very words read to us. And we've read them 
We've seen them with our own eyes. And we can all sense where the world is headed. And it's not going well. Many people no longer consider it an importance to have God in their lives. And when you don't have God in your lives, you have no compass. You don't know where true north is. Do you understand what I'm saying? Those of you who are not familiar with compasses, compasses tell you which way you're going. So if you're heading into the woods, a place you've never been before, you see what direction you're heading so that on the way out, you know which way to go. And that compass always points to where north is, true north they call it. And so you can always find your bearings no matter where you are by knowing where true north is. Friends, true north is found in the Word of God. The voice of God is found in His Word. What He expects of us is found in His Word. Where He's guiding us is found in His Word. You know, regarding Revelation, there's a lot of things, isn't there, that we just don't know. We just don't know. Some of it, we're just kind of speculating. Some of it, we can, things are hinted to, very, very symbolic, the book of Revelation. But I want to tell you something. If God wanted us to know everything, we would know it. So he doesn't want us to know some things. Other things he wants us to know. And he promises to bless those who read the words of Revelation and take it to heart. And that is where we as a family, as a body, are headed. You know, there's other churches in the area as we speak this very second that are talking about Revelation as we are. Isn't that amazing how God moves? I'm telling you something. God is moving in the churches in the area. I'm telling you, as plain as the nose on my face, God is moving in the churches in the area. And it's amazing to see. It's amazing to see the way God is uniting His people. Where there was great division amongst the churches and bickering in the family of God, God is bringing unity. God is bringing unity. And He's purifying His church. He's purifying His church. Have you noticed that evil and good are becoming more and more and more separated? It's like people are, are decided in their ways and now they're not changing. Seems I remember something about that in Revelation as well. They're set in their ways. They're not moving. And it's because of these very things, this lack of true north, that we have this dichotomy, if you will, in our government. And it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. People can't agree. 
when there's no true north. When people don't consider the Word of God as the basis on how to be guided, it's like the blind leading the blind. And the Bible says, we'll all end up in a ditch. Because nobody knows where they're going. The Word of God is our true north. The Word of God is how we tell what direction to go. We as a church, God is moving us again. God is on the move just as he moved us from one house to the next, to the next, and so on and so forth, and brought us here today, God is on the move again. And he's leading us to places where we don't know, we don't understand. But more and more people are coming. More and more new faces we see. God is working in people's lives so that they build their families on the rock. And they are planted and begin to take root. And their family begins to grow amongst the family. Do you follow me? And pretty soon, we're going to need something else. We're already expanding. There's like a constant expansion going on. And we don't know where it's going. We don't know how it's going to happen. All we know is God is leading. Amen. We've put together a planning committee to address some of the issues of a growing church. We're not the small little church that we used to be anymore. And so things are being done a little bit differently. Things that we've never had to do before, we now have to do to accommodate growth which is a really good thing. Because friends, you and I have both heard of churches around this area, they're closing their doors. They're closing their doors. They're becoming auction houses. They're becoming whatever. Some of them are even being torn down. And yet, God continues to move Sometimes I just, I just think back and I, I just, what is it? What, if you had to put together some sort of recipe, do you know that we've had people come here recently, they've heard what God is doing here, and they want to know, what are you doing? <laughs> Honestly, they've sought us out, and they want to know what's, what's going on here. What are you doing? What do you mean when you say you have youth group every week? Every week? Yeah, every week. What, what, what are you doing? And they say things like, how, what, what is the recipe? What, what are you doing that you're not closing your doors? What is, and you know, if you think about it, Paying attention to the details is very important, wouldn't you say? I think that's important. 
we do our best as a body here and as the leadership of this church, myself and the elders um, and the trustees and all these ladies groups, we're all on the same page for the most part. And we are moving in the same direction. God is leading us. And we pay attention to the details to make sure that our praise team is well rehearsed. And it shows. And we do our best to make sure that the building is in good shape. And it shows. And we do our best when people pull in from the road and they walk through those doors, they're met with a smiling face and a firm handshake and a hug. You understand what I'm saying? And we do our best to make sure that the finances in this church are spent where they need to be spent and they're not wasted. And it shows. It shows. God has been faithful. When you follow and you walk in obedience, God just floods, floods it. And we continue to do that. We continue to do that. So, where do we go from here, friends? Where do we go? God is leading. Are you committed? Are you committed? Well, yeah, I'm committed. I, I, what does that mean? What's that mean to be committed? Committed, to me, means that you're more than just a fair-weather attender. You follow? Committed means you are here when there's things to be done. I'm not sure what I can do, but I'll, I'm going to be here. Committed means you are following after the master. And you're grabbing somebody's arm and you're saying, come on, let's go together. Committed means when you see somebody that's in need, you're praying for them. Or you're meeting that need. Are you committed? Are we committed to each other? Are we committed to Christ because that's what it takes, friends, to continue to move on, to continue to move forward. Because if that's not the case, people are left behind. And people are sacrificed, and that's not what we're about. That's not what it's about. We go there together. Do you understand? Are you with me? Well, I just, man, I just really sense God is doing something here. and He just keeps changing everything that I got planned. And he wants to speak to us as a body, as a family, like we're sitting in a living room together and we're talking about stuff. God is on the move. And if we're not paying attention, if we're not committed and we're not following his voice, we're going to get left behind. We need to follow. Yes, we do. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> That's not at all what I planned on saying this morning. But I hope that in the weeks and months and years to come, that your ear is tuned to the voice 
of the master's radio station. You follow me? And you're listening. And you're getting involved. Some of you have been content to not be involved and and are content sitting on the sidelines. And some of it's physical. Some of it's just a choice. Some of it's whatever the case may be. I don't know. But maybe God is calling you to take a step closer. Maybe God is calling you to get more involved. Maybe it's your turn to carry some of the load. Because you know what happens? 95% of the work falls on 5% of the people. And that's not healthy. It's not healthy. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Healthy is everybody carrying a little bit of weight. Many hands make light work, amen? That's not scriptural, but pretty darn close. (laughs) You're with me, you understand. Can we, let's do something crazy. Let's just do something crazy. Can you guys stand? Can you stand up? Can you guys just all make your way forward here? Can we do that? Can we do that in this church? Just make your way forward, everybody. If you can, if you're able physically, come on forward. We're just going to pray. We're just, come on, come on in. Bring it in. We're a team here. Let's huddle up. (laughs) Yes, close. As long as you smell good. Make your way forward. Hallelujah. God is doing something, friends. He's moving. He's moving. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when God moves, sometimes things don't look the way they normally do. When God moves, sometimes things are crazy like this. How often does this happen? Not very often. You know, I remember days in my youth when we would walk around the sanctuary we would march do you remember that we would march around the sanctuary because God was moving forward 30 years later here we are and God is still moving in this place God is still moving. Here's what I want to do. I want to say a prayer here. Bill, maybe we go back to that. I'll fly away. Oh, boy. Well, get ready. We're going to pray. <laughs> and then I want you to do something. We're just going to pull out all the stops here today. We're going to march around this sanctuary. We're going to be crazy people today. All right? And we're going to all be like, oh, gosh, I hope nobody's watching me. All right? We're going to march around this sanctuary today proclaiming the greatness of God. Do you remember the walls of Jericho? This big, huge city, Mammoth. And it was standing in the way of God's progress. And what did God say? You go and you march around that city. You march around that city 
singing my praises. Singing my praises. That's right. And when I tell you to, you're going to give a big victory shout. When everybody on the walls of that Jericho city was looking down, you fools, what are you doing? You fools, how stupid you are. Look at yourselves. And God worked a miracle because people were following and walking in obedience to Him, standing in faith at the sight of defeat. And they marched around that city, and when God said, Go, they yelled out in a loud voice. That place crumbled to the ground. Crumbled to the ground before anyone lifted a finger in battle. God is mighty. mighty. He is the Almighty. And He's moving forward. And I commit myself to follow where He's leading. Will you join me in committing yourselves, us together, to each other and to him as he is leading? That's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just raise our hands. Just raise our hands to heaven right now. Heavenly Father, we just come before you, O oh God. We just come before you. We humble ourselves before you today. You are the living God. You are active in our lives. Have your way in this church. Have your way in every nook and cranny of this church. We dedicate this place to you. Every blade of grass, every block, every stud, every light bulb, every single bit of it, we dedicate it to you. And Father, we dedicate ourselves to you. We dedicate ourselves to you. Lead us, God, where you are leading. We follow you today. And today, we march in victory around this sanctuary. We're going to march around this sanctuary three times. Three times in completion. And we're going to sing your praises in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.